Yes, yes. Welcome, you guys. It's the Heart of a Fighter show. I'm your coach, Coach Johan. I'm reporting to you from someone's dungeon. Let's debate. Let's have a talk. Let's get it in. If you don't know, I chop it up about everything fitness. I'm Johan. I'm your coach. I am a 15-year veteran. I'm CSCS certified. I'm from San Jose. I've been doing this show for four months. This is episode 17. And I'm your guy on the inside. I'm the guy that you come and you ask fitness-related questions to. I touch on hip-hop. I do a little bit of fighting news. My background is Thick. If you want to know more, you can go to CoachFrancisCSCS.com. It looks like I have one lazy eye. I apologize for that. Things will... I mean, look, you got to go away to come back. I'm going to make a fucking comeback. Guys, this is the show that we're going to talk about. One pressing thing in the gym that I see all the time. You work too hard, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You work too goddamn hard. You're up too early. You're in bed way too late. You're tired. You're lethargic. You almost get into four accidents a day. You come in, you train. You go to the gym afterward, right? You train hard. But you're barely awake. Right? You're hoping that you don't slip on the treadmill, crack your head open. You're hoping that you got a spotter nearby. You're trying to go for your PRs or whatever, right? And you're hoping you don't crush your throat. Guys, it's not worth it. Me personally, one of the reasons I decided to start a business, right, was because I wanted a little bit of autonomy, a little bit of independence, and, and, I get. Very little. <laughs> I get a ton of autonomy um, with regards to making personal decisions and life decisions. My life decisions are very intertwined with my work decisions, and that's what I want, right? I want those two things to be intermingled to where I feel like I can take a vacation, and the business also takes a vacation. It doesn't keep going on without me. I don't have proxies or delegates. That's why I decided to start my own my own business. I also saw that the fitness industry at the time was hurting because what you got is you have a lot of people who want quality trainers and they're willing to pay a lot of money and then the gyms want to collect all that cash, $100 an hour, right? You want to train you pay a trainer $100 an hour. The gym's going to take 70 of that. The trainer's going to get very little. And it now here's the thing, if the trainer's bad, you know, they're getting a lot. Ooh, $30 an hour to just train. Jumping jacks and treadmill, great. But if the trainer's really good, they're getting underpaid and trainers get middled. That's why I decided to start it. That and the whole autonomy thing. This preamble serves only to set the stage for the following. Especially out in the Bay Area. It's pretty fucking evident that people in general, this day and age, when everything's sped up, 
We work way too goddamn hard. One of the things that's pretty a idiom that's flying around in a lot of like you listen to MMA interviews all the time. You hear this idiom all the time. Guys, you got to work smarter, not harder, which sounded novel and crystal clear and even a little bit um, futuristic. Right? A few years back, well, everything is accelerated so fast. Like, I can broadcast this to you live from the middle of, uh, you know, the foothills of San Jose in the background. I can, because of technology, it aggrandizes, minimizes the learning curves of everything, right? And condenses how much information we can get down so small and so succinctly. That everyone gets a chance to learn really fast. And, you know, if you're at the bottom of the totem pole, you get more work put on you. If you're at the top, you expect more of the people. At the, it's a whole thing. But the point is, right, that those kind of um, extenuating or um, those, those, those looming threats led to me wanting to start my own business. And so... I still remember when I quit and decided to do it. The point really is, as we get closer and peel this onion back, right? The point is this, guys. Working smarter and harder. Excuse me. Working smarter is a function of you wanting to have more freedom. That's the reason you chose your industry. And in doing so, by working smarter, you hope to get out from underneath the thumb of, you know, a pseudo-oppressive kind of workforce, a headmaster, you know, an overseer or whatever. You want to get your own freedom. You want to make the money that you could spend on the weekend. You could go ATVing. You could go to the mountains. You could go to the beach whenever the fuck you want to, right? And so that is the... De facto or the whole eponymous American dream. That's the thing. You want that freedom and we're willing to work for it. And that's a great thing. But in the process of doing so, I see it all the time. In the process of getting there. In the throes of getting to that end stage, right? That nirvana is is the trudging. It's the overworking. It's the taking call when you don't need to. It's the... Planning for the retirement that'll never come. God damn it, when I was, I mean, since the beginning of me starting training, I've had trainee after trainee after trainee tell me how much they hate their jobs. And maybe it's because we're out here in Silicon Valley, right? That we feel like um, that our standard for hard work is a lot higher than maybe it should be. It's more obvious to me, but I've had a ton of trainees, man, I'll never forget one dude who shall remain nameless, let's call him Tyson, Tyson used to work at, let's call it Gramazon, Amazon, and he was there, and he would work, um, I think, believe he's, he's a project manager, he's a PM, he was on call, and man, You know, he was a native of the South Bay area here. And, you know, he's a little bit older than me. So he 
he saw, he remembers a time where there wasn't tech, where there wasn't a dependency on, on tech. And he went into the field, right? And I used to listen to his stories and I would listen when we were working out and I saw that the reason this guy was working so hard was because he wanted to have those things at his pace at the same time noticing that the company managers that he worked for were not in line, in touch, or gave a shit about his timeline. In essence, he was fighting the good fight for his family and maybe butting heads with the whole ideal of being a good company man, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Isn't that a motif that reaches everybody? It becomes this um, this like dark side of why we work so hard. And he used to tell me these stories. He would constantly be trying to build things and make he'd constantly be doing projects right because in the back of his head this is his way to secure financial freedom it would be to make a a machine that would sew shirts and jeans a little bit faster be how to reinvent the wheel make a better crab trap doing these things Gave him that sense of autonomy he searched for. In essence, why he decided to work for a company that offered fucking autonomy. Right? Out here in this tech shit. Out here in this, 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 um, uh, in the fucking lap of, of tech. Man, these companies, they serve it up to you right. They know how to get you interested. And hell, they know how to keep you dipped. Forget the fucking high salary. Forget the stock options. Those things are great. We're talking a la carte. On the side, Google, for example, or Amazon, or look, probably great companies. But all I'm saying is, man, on the side, when you're getting paternity leave, when you're getting bereavement for your kids in case you get clapped outside and the you know going to yeah god forbid that's not even let's not even joke about bereavement but the real thing is bereavement that for your kids too you know ah of course you got the paid vacation the one that would get me the one that makes me want to think about signing up is the whole remote working like i mean being the ceo's assistant executive and then doing that remotely because the CEO is out of the office like 70% of the time. Like, sign me up, right? Fuck. Oh, not to mention the three-star restaurants they have on campus. This stuff is amazing. You know, and I can only hope that these big companies offer this to their people. It speaks to a freedom. It is intriguing because you get to work really hard, but you also have all these these luxuries. Like when I go out to the edge of the gigantic Google campus and they have a humongous lake, right? And everyone is there hanging out and it's in this beautiful part of Mountain View and it's a historic part of Mountain View and you get to go out there. That stuff is cool, right? So I'm just looking right now and I don't got, of course, anyone in this chat room. But eventually what I'd like to do is have this go on and it actually be like a chat room. You know, so I'll continue. Um, 
those things are enticing. I know I've had another uh, trainee that would have uh, that. Actually, I have one now that has her own battles with deciding what's more beneficial to work remotely, to be a company woman. Um, But especially with the first dude, Tyson, there was the hours, the bitter, bitter hours. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that if you're especially a nurse, if you're a teacher, you work them long-ass hours, right? That's just charge it to the game. If by the end of the week, you've already spent 65 hours at work alone, charge it to the game. That's just what you do. That's par. But there's something to be said, right? Some of those things, you get the free benefits. You get a lot of the outside perks where, I don't know, teachers are very respected, whatever. But the point is this, guys. A lot of companies, and I don't just want to point this finger and the odious, the ugly tech guys, right? No, no, not at all. I just see... A lot of hungry young kids that are like 22, 23, 24, 25 out here in this Bay Area living, right? And their goals are to work for the biggest, best, brightest companies. And those in this area happen to be the tech ones, right? No ill will, you know, don't shut off the live streams or nothing like that. Just kidding. Anyway, whatever your grind is, whatever your grind is, okay? It's important to remember that a lot of what's happening is companies are speeding up. They're ramping up because they're able to. They're able to. They're assisted by this technology, this integration to demand more. And as a result, I think over time, right, with speed and convenience becoming central themes in our society, we're able to see more of an attention to workers being demanded more productivity in the long run. And I see that shit in my gym all the time. Number one stressor that I get from people coming in to work out with me is they stressed about work. They're tired as fuck all the time because they don't get enough sleep. And that forces them to eat poorly. Plain and simple. In fact, my boy Tyson that I'm over here talking about He told me one thing that I still remember to this day that is pretty genius. He was hella tired for like two, three weeks, right? Out of the blue. He was grinding. He was working hard. Two, three weeks go by. He's real tired. Like he hit this patch where he couldn't get any sleep in and he's noticeably more lethargic. His lifts are suffering a little bit, but he's kind of picking it up, right? And I'm telling him, hey, you know, you're doing good. Don't worry about it. But here's what we got to do. We got to change your eating. Let's get back to what works. And he's agreeing. And he's like, I'm like, well, here's the deal. When your body gets, when you stop getting good sleep, your body craves a source of energy. There's hormones. There's leptin. There's ghrelin. There's cortisol acting a fool inside your body also. Those things are, you know, elevated. But... He, and I go, so your body seeks those things out in their most transferable form, 
What's that? Sugar. That's sugar. So when you're hella tired, your body craves something, you want sugar, you go and get sugar. It's usually the quickest thing. You look around the room right now at the thing that's going to give you the most energy right now as I actually look around my room. It's probably sugar. Right? It could. It might be fruit. Right? It's cool. But it's probably sugar. That's the thing about it. That's why this backlash of sugar. Save that for another day. But... That's the deal with it, right? Uh, hold on. Let's see if this will actually make it better. Uh, uh, anyway. So what me and my boy were talking about, right? I can actually see my... Contours of my face is probably better. Anyhow. Well, me and my boy ended up... Now, here's what he says. He goes, yeah, you're right. Because I look around the room and there's a lot of... They want to order in donuts. There's a lot of, like, candy. Not candies, but there's a lot of um, treats around. Like snacks. You can easily get your... get Dip, dip in and get a handful of, of snacks to keep you kind of energized, right? Because they got a meeting coming up. And I'm like, there you go. So maybe you want to change your environment. You want to do more to plan when you're tired. You want to plan ahead. That's the point. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, they want to keep you fat and satiated. Fat and complacent. He goes, they want to keep you fat and complacent. And I'm like, damn, bro. That's deep, right? (laughs) I was mega deep because I couldn't have said it as someone that's been not anti, but as someone that really gets the opportunity for better, for worse, to look through a looking glass at that rat race. I respect it. It's hard as fuck to wake up every day and dedicate yourself to a job because you have a responsibility and to do it. Not only every day, but to do it for years. That is the mark of indelible people. Those are heroes. That is like, that's kind of the backbone of hard work and what a country is built of, to be truthful. And on on one end, that's a great thing. On the other end, somewhere in the middle though, the rat race exists. And most people would say they want to get out of it. I see it all the time, you guys. And when he said they keep you fat and complacent, I was like, bro, you make a great point. Because that's what I would have said as the outsider looking in, you know, who never went in to do the the suit and tie thing, who never went into the four-tier job interview thing. You feel me? I've had a couple of people who do the same thing, do the... They get laid off from one company and then they're going to another company at the same job position. And I respect the hell out of them because they're doing it for their family. But along the way, you get chewed up a little bit. You're doing the same thing. I'm talking to you guys. You're doing the same thing. It gets really easy, right? And your pay doesn't reflect that right away because you're getting really good at your job. You should get compensated. Maybe there's perks on the outside and it's not all about money. Look, I don't know everything about 
the work hustle game. I do know the entrepreneur game and it's a lot different and I know what I see. And when I see people who are, who's, who are more confident than their boss and their boss doesn't appreciate, um, what they do, but, but, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of, I've seen teachers get worn down from the grind. Some of the people that I know that have worked for years put in high level effort to make it to Friday, man. And yes, they get compensated monetarily for it. They go hard, right? But on the other hand, man, that toll that it takes on you and maybe I would say your soul, right? But it takes a really a physical toll. And the outcome a lot of the times are these low-level addictions that can turn high-level. Because we need to cope. We need to cope with fucking stress. We need to cope with anxiety and depression. And the only ways for us to do that a lot of the times, guys, we reach for something else. We reach for something that's outside of what we have in front of us. Um, Smoking. You know what? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my people speak on this one for me. Here we go. How work kills us. A book excerpt an interview with Jeffrey Pfeffer of Stanford University, author of Dying for a Paycheck. Ronald Reagan once quipped that they say hard work never killed anyone, but I figure why take the chance? Yet things have changed since the Gipper pretended to loaf in the Oval Office. Gipper. Toxic work environments are as dangerous to health as secondhand smoke, argues Jeffrey Pfeffer, a professor at Stanford Graduate School of Business, in his latest book, Dying for a Paycheck. A giant of business scholarship, Mr. Pfeffer teaches one of Stanford's most popular courses on office politics and power. His early works looked at organizational design and how it sapped employee productivity rather than enhanced it. His previous book in 2015. It's a line, right? Yes. Examine the gap. There's a line there. Companies say and how they act. He reprises these themes in his latest work, bringing a trove of original data to make his case. The Economist. What are the main ways that work harms workers? Jeffrey Pfeffer. Work harms employees in two fundamental ways. Hmm. In the U.S., Employment status and your employer determine your access to health care if you will have health insurance, how much you will pay, and who will care for you. Gallup reports that 33% of people said they had to forego filling a prescription or seeing a doctor during the preceding year because of cost. Second, employers affect the stress-inducing conditions of work, work work-family conflict, long work hours, absence of control over one's work environment. See it all the time. Security. Stress makes people sick both directly and by inducing unhealthy individual behaviors such as smoking, drinking, and overeating. The Economist, what's the one solution that's easiest to implement that would produce the best outcome and what's holding it back from happening? Mr. Pfeffer, we know that measurement affects behavior. What gets measured gets managed. What gets measured improves. Yep. What isn't measured is ignored and often gets worse. Okay, well... There you health go. Effects of workplaces on people. A single item measure of self-reported health prospectively predicts right. mortality and morbidity, even when other factors 
I mean, and I see it all the time. I see it all the time. I see people who turn away from the things that they're capable of. Working out. Mainly in nutrition, guys. That seems to be the first one to go when we get real stressed. I see it. It's like, A, you get hella stressed. You have new responsibilities. B, you lose a ton of sleep. C, you start to ignore or not listen to your hunger. Which means you get dehydrated as fuck. And then D, you start kind of messing with your appetite. Because your appetite's fucked up from all the missing sleep. I think your leptin levels begin to rise. And your ghrelin levels drop. So you don't feel as hungry. You feel satiated more. Of course, when you stop being stressed out, that shit switches. Happens really fast. Guess what happens when you don't eat? Your workouts and your exercise and your activities start to suffer. Your motivation starts to go down. And it's this cycle because once your motivation's down, it's easier to get stressed out. Some people will break away from this cycle. I call those people addicts. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the people that I train will, well, not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot, but I've had people who smoke a ton of cigarettes. I'm not going to say like smoking weed like is a bad thing in that way. I think that's what it's for. So I'm glad that we finally wised up to the shit, but um, drinking is another one, but mainly, like I say, man, it's overeating, overeating, you know, me personally, um, I have my vices too. I'll drink a lot of soda. Um, it's mainly to keep not a lot, but I try lately. I'll be real. Lately. I've been trying to, um, stay away from the negative feedback Loops, so if it gives me a negative feedback, like eating a great meal, that just makes you feel better, right? So I should do more of that. That's basically where I'm at. What I'm on, that's what I'm here for. Um, I see a lot of my clients oscillate between those good feelers and those bad feels, right? Where the bad feels is like, oh, I'm going to binge eat my fucking dinner tonight because I'm going to starve myself all day. And then I'm just going to go get, you know, um, you know, you know. Whatever it might be, I'm going to eat the dinner and then I'm going to have the the fucking the second dinner after that. Um, That's a great feel, too. But then you feel like crap later. That's the thing about that one. That's the thing about most low level tendencies, bad habits. So is it all caused by work? Definitely. I mean, I'd be simple. I'd be reductionist to say that. But there is, we have, I always, I would think about when you're a kid and you go to elementary school, it's like, this is your day, your parents have you, you're sleeping, then your parents wake you up for breakfast, then you go to school, then your parents, if they work, you know, they get home later, and then, you know, they do your homework with you or whatever, and then... I'm thinking, damn, your funky-ass teacher has you for, I don't mean funky-ass, excuse me, but your teacher has you for six hours a day, and then your parents for like six, maybe five. Like, what the fuck? Who's raising you, right? I always always think about that. 
of course, you got summer and then you got a different teacher and a different experience. And it's important, you know, bonding is very important when you're young at that age too. But I always think about that. Well, in the same vein, you spend so much time at work, right? And most of us would rather spend it with friends, some of us even family, and that's great. But we spend so much time with colleagues and work folks and coworkers and whatever, and we feel like that becomes our life when the truth is you're doing a job. I have a trainee who's very, who impresses me because she's, She hasn't separated out the two, but she very much understands that her work environment is just that. And while at times it may feel like, oh, we got tickets to the Niners game or we get to go do this together. We're going to go eat. We're going to meet these important folks over here. That's all cool and part of the gig. It doesn't make for everything, right? That's just a portion of life. And I love that shit. I love that she's able to do that because honestly, she feels to me to be... Um, genuinely happy. Now, because I'm always kind of training folks and motivating, you know what I mean? I see a broad definition of happiness in a lot of people, and there's no way that I can pin down what I feel like happiness looks like from the outside. But um, what I see from folks is that when they're able to kind of understand, hey, work is this way, but it ain't my way. It's just kind of what I have to do. Um when I when I commit to it, I feel like those folks have the biggest strength with regards to their health and fitness and their happiness. So maybe that's the shortcut to being happy. All right, you guys. That's it for today. We were here. Send me some uh, love. I'm going to keep doing this. We're going to try it on YT. We're going to maybe do Periscope, but I'd like to get a chat going. Heartofafighter.com is where you can find this and other information. CoachJohanCSCS.com is where you can hire me. You can find my email address on those two sites. Share this shit, guys. I want more people to contribute over time. If you're from the Bay Area, especially California, but if you're from fucking Florida, you know, hey, what's up? I've been there. Guys, I do this probably twice a week, um, and we're going to keep going live, so hopefully we'll populate these chat rooms. And again, it's easy now to upload this to YouTube, so I do enjoy that part of it. Yo, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes. Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, and Stitcher, Blueberry, get yours, The Heart of a Fighter Show. I'll see you guys next time on the show. Get at me. Have a great week until I see you again.